All right, ladies and gentlemen, we are back with another episode of this freaking show. The weekly podcast with a little bit of something and a whole lot of nothing. I'm your host, Travis D, and alongside me this evening... Awkward Colin. Geekcast Joe. And I'm Clint. And I am Clint. Yay. Clint is back. Yes. <laughs> Yay! Clint, thank you so much for uh, joining us this evening for another spectacular uh, movie uh, altering uh, event. <coughs> Dude, I'm um, excited. Thanks, for, thanks for including me again. Absolutely. Well, I mean, like, I got such, I got such positive feedback from the last time we did this with the Disney movies. I figured, why not do it again, and why not do it as soon as possible? So, you know, I appreciate, yeah. <laughs> I appreciate coming on uh, and doing this with us again. I, and we're gonna get to that in a little bit. But uh, first, I want to talk with everyone um, about the uh, the amazing, amazing, amazing experience we had uh, eating breakfast at the Fire Pit Bar and Grill Pewter. Oh, it was yeah. so good. It was. It was delicious. Uh, I was. I. I. <clears throat> there, there's just there. There are so few words that I know in general. But phenomenal's one word I do know, and that's exactly what this breakfast was. Um, and I was, you know, I'm not saying that I was surprised by how good it was because I knew it was going to be good. The one thing I was surprised about is about the variety of uh, menu I- options that they had, like right off the bat. Yeah, especially considering it's not a very large menu. No, not at all. And like, and they they never like really like had, you know anything like breakfast related on their menu before, you know, I mean, obviously they never had breakfast, but I mean, like they took actually some of their like original menu items and converted it into breakfast items. Like the skillet I had, the uh, primetime melt skillet. I mean, that's originally a primetime melt sandwich that they have on their regular menu and they converted it into a delicious breakfast menu item. It was awesome. Yeah. It looked really good. It was, and then you guys, and then Joey, uh, you and your wife enjoyed that big tower of fucking pancakes. We did, and they were awesome. Right, Colin enjoyed his skillet, the uh, the steak skillet. Yes. And that it was so amazing, and uh, I, I'm really happy uh, the way um, <clears throat> last week's episode did turn out. Uh, how we we're able to record it um, on location. Yeah. So I mean, that was Absolutely. incredible. Yeah, it was, it was fun to actually sit down with uh, with Lisa and Ron, uh, the owners of the of the place. And uh, I gotta say, like you know, like I wanna I wanna give you know a uh, a good applause to uh, to the waitress because I mean, knowing that she was being recorded, and she, it didn't let her affect her whatsoever. Nope. It was amazing. She was just a little bit quieter than she probably would have been. Probably, probably. But. Which is awesome. I mean, I, I like the fact that that she was cool working around the fact that we were recording. Absolutely, it was it was it was perfect. I got to enjoy my Bloody Marys. Colin enjoyed his mimosas. Hell yeah! I drank like a gallon of coffee. Oh Pretty yeah. Sure. Oh yeah. I, I think that I think they literally had to brew all new coffee because uh, you and Madeline just like destroyed their coffee inventory they had. Yep. But it was oh, it was so good. It was good coffee, though. Like, yeah, you know, that's uh, – and this is one of those things I didn't really want to say there in the restaurant. But, um, you know, to me, when I'm judging a breakfast menu, I look for basically two things. Are your pancakes good? Is your coffee good? Because those are the two things that, to, to me, um, those are the things that you should not screw up mm-hmm. because they're they're sort of the easiest things to do right. 
Um, and their their coffee was was supremely drinkable. And their they had their pancakes were were fluffy discs of cake that kept the syrup on top, which I thought was phenomenal. So instead of just absorbing them. Yep, because I, I don't. I mean, I do love uh, that gross syrupy paste thing, but. <laughs> It's it's not as good as pancakes, you know. Well, that, I mean, like that was actually the first time, like in a long time, that when I order a breakfast and they give you an option of either toast or pancakes, that's the first time I went with pancakes. Normally, I just get the toast and everything, but I'm glad I went with the pancakes because they they were so amazing. And mm-hmm. on top of that, you know, they're able to allow everyone to uh, sample what I believe is their is um their like main menu item, the uh, Big Bertha. Uh, they gave you a half order of uh, biscuits and gravy with every order you uh, you made, and it was good. So it was good. It was amazing. And I'm not a biscuits and gravy guy, you know. Yeah. I mean, like, I mean, physically, my body looks like gravy, but <laughs> like, I'm not a physical uh, fan of biscuits and gravy. But these were amazing. I loved them. Yeah, the the biscuits were perfect. They could put mm-hmm. those on any. You could almost have those as a side to any of of some other even dinner menu items, and they'd be fantastic. And then the gravy was just delicious. Yeah. So, and then uh, we went back later, um, and we tried two of the drinks that they had pitched us. Ah, yeah, yeah, we're fucked up. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. So. Well, yeah. They- I, uh, Oh, go ahead. No, I was just saying, like, I mean, like, and they actually described the drinks that we had. Uh, Lisa sat down and uh, kind of talked with us on what the, because uh, I tried a tropical uh, Long Island iced tea. Well, I tried yeah, it. I tried it good. twice. <laughs> and, uh, and Joey, you ended up getting the uh, cherry Skittle uh, slushy or whatever they called it. Um, yeah, I tried that twice too. Yeah, and that, and that was on me, you know, because I did order the second one or the second one for you, and I I should have thought logically, hey, maybe he'd want to try a different flavor, but you weren't around. I was sitting at the bar by myself, so you know what, you got what I ordered you. But I tried it and it was amazing. And those are what I call so dangerous sweet. drinks. Yes. Because when you get a drink that you could drink without worrying about any taste of any type of alcohol in it, and you just keep going and going and going. And that's how I felt like when they first came out with Not Your Father's Root Beer. Mm-hmm. I mean, they're dangerous drinks because you just keep going with them and you don't realize the alcohol contact in it until you're butt naked in like the middle of the street. Ass I up, didn't, you know? Those I didn't do that, did I? <laughs> <laughs> no. Uh. All I, I remember very little uh, of the, about the last hour and a half of the night. So yeah, <laughs> oh yeah, I got filled in by some about some things by my wife <laughs> this morning after we got home from church. Yeah, it was uh... apparently uh, Nature Valley. Uh, they sell those sweet and salty peanut bars. Yes. Um, we stopped at the gas station and she said, give me something to eat. And I went in and was like, ah, oh, what am I going to get? Her? I don't even, what am I going to get her to eat? And so I found these things that I know she doesn't like, but I know that I like them and that they're vegetarian. Uh-huh. And, uh, I'm just drunk as a skunk. So I grabbed three of them and apparently I grabbed three different sizes of the same thing. <laughs> Like, yeah, I'm going to mix it up. I'm going to get her a bunch of different stuff. Nope. Nope. Got her three different sizes of the exact same thing. Nice. What's it going to do? 
At least you got. At least you got something. You know. Mm Mm-hmm. You could walk in there, use the bathroom, walk back out, and just drove away. I would have been. Right. uh, I might have been even more annoying at that point. But uh, but anyway, that was. uh, Those are good, good drinks, and they tasted just like Skittles. I couldn't believe it. Oh God, yeah, it was amazing. The only thing that um. I mean, like, I, I think if I got out of any of them, I'd probably just only get the cherry one because cherry's my absolute favorite of any kind of candy. Mm-hmm. Um, now, do they have, like, something that tastes like a Jolly Rancher? I know I've had, like, a Jolly Rancher shot before, but, like, an actual Jolly Rancher, like, vodka or something like that, or is that something? I don't know. I think so. I'm not sure. I'm sure, I mean, in today's day and age, I'm sure you can get it. I'm but... sorry, Clint, you weren't uh, there to participate in any of this. <laughs> oh, that's okay. Hey, we'll, it, we'll schedule it. something. Yeah. Hey, I wasn't there for the second part either, so. Yeah, Colin, Colin's too busy doing boyfriend things. Yeah. Does everyone know Colin has a girlfriend? <laughs> Does everyone know that? I mean, we, I mean, he never Actually, really I was, it. I was unaware, but when you said boyfriend, I was going to make a different kind of joke. <laughs> <laughs> no, no. No. I thought about it, but I met her and she's sweet. So yeah, yeah. Now that he has a girlfriend, he's no longer doing boyfriend things. I'm not. I'm no longer what. <laughs> Don't worry about it. There's a lot less crying coming from his room now, so it's uh, all good. Well, at least coming from him. Yeah. Right. Well, now they're now they're tears of joy. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, guys. Uh, oh, she's a great person. Uh She's uh she's more talkative than the last one. Yeah. Yeah. I said like a Lars and the real girl moment. Never <laughs> seen it. You know what? That that's kinda where my mind was going with it too. <laughs> Why are fans so expensive? I don't know. Because fame is what? pricey. What kind of fan okay. are you talking about? Like one of those like big giant Japanese like fan types that you like put on the wall? You talking like ceiling fans, stand up uh-huh. ones, like a Twitter followers? Fan. I feel uh, like ten bucks. You know what bothers me? Speaking of fans, like why do people buy Twitter followers? I don't know. Who does? Who, who does they, that? They want to look like they're the shit. <laughs> You know, it's like I've actually had to question this with uh, on Reddit because I saw this going around too. People like buying reviews, hmm. like for iTunes. That's really weird. Yeah, no, I've you know I'd, I'd rather I'd rather sit here with the like the twelve or thirteen that we have and come up with some bullshit twenty twenty five. You know, it's. Or thirty or right. fifty, whatever the fuck it is. Like you know, I want to sink or swim on our own. You know, I don't. I'm want totally to, with you. Right, you know, I don't want to fucking. I don't want to, you know come off as you know. Someone's like, oh shit, look at this guy. He has like over ten thousand fucking followers. It's like, really? I mean, like, I mean, how? How do you fucking have ten thousand fucking followers? But you only have like two thousand, three thousand, you know, views on your fucking podcast. You know what I'm saying? Right. Like, yeah, it, it's garbage. Yeah. 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 Like me, yeah, granted, I could look at the numbers and stuff, but I think with the followers and everything, it's like, I'd rather know exactly where I stand, you know, on all fronts with the podcast. I don't want to sit here 
and on social media, it looked like I'm doing awesome, and then, you know, have to question it. No, I'd rather just know exactly how I'm doing, mm-hmm. you know. Oh, absolutely. Well, like, um, like uh, back in, I want to say it was like probably February or March. I can't remember when it was. Uh, there was a glitch on Podbean that uh, started giving us like uh, like listens or uh, downloads some of it to our podcast, and it was like, and it was so many of them. Like, I think we jumped from like three hundred to like like eighteen hundred like overnight. Mm. And uh, and. Uh, I remember, like, thinking, like, you know, oh, my God, it's fucking awesome. We finally got, you know, a fan base that's actually listening to all our shows and shit like that. <clears throat> then, like, you kind of, like, look, start looking at the number and realize, like, that's not right. Like, I mean, Greg, like, you know, I know I'm popular, but I'm not that fucking popular. <laughs> um, so when I got a hold of Poppy and everything to kind of, you know, figure it out, you know, eventually it stopped. And I asked if there's any way to kind of, like, look back and, like, you know, delete the ones that aren't really there. And, unfortunately, I guess there's no way to really do that. So now I'm stuck with this number, but, I mean, whether it's real, whether it's not, I know that the number keeps going up in some way, and I know people are still listening to it. So, I mean, that's what I like, and that's what I enjoy about it, but I will I will never sit there and purchase Twitter followers, Facebook followers, Instagram followers, iTunes right. reviews and shit, that, because just to do that, it's like, then what's the whole point of fucking doing this, you know? I mean, right. You know, there's no fun in that anymore. But... Anyways, um, Clint, what's new with you, man? Um, not a whole lot. Um, actually, today I had the opportunity to hang out with uh, my best friend, George. Uh, we've known each other since we were 10. Um, he just moved uh, to Naperville, where, where I am, like a few months ago. Mm-hmm. But this was the first time that we had the chance to get together uh, since he moved. In fact, actually, just because of different things going on... Um, Actually, we haven't been able to hang out in about two years. So today was very needed, very necessary. And, man, we just had a great time just hanging out, catching up, having <coughs> ourselves a little cookout. That's fantastic. Yeah, it was it was a lot of fun. Um, other than that, I haven't really been doing uh, too much. Just a little bit of gaming. I finally turned the PS4 back on. Nice. You playing No Man's Sky? Oh, I am, and it is glorious. That's what I've heard. I'm enjoying it. Um, you see, I had a bunch of people talk me into trying to play this game called Elite Dangerous, and I was playing it on the Xbox. But the the contr- I mean, it's it's No Man's Sky, but a lot harder and without the like Minecraft like mining element to it. Oh, okay. Um so it's more just straight space exploration and you know, like running cargo and things like that, but the controls are a bit harder and there's more that you have to consider. Um there's a whole thing if you want to try to land on a planet, you got to watch your uh like like the angle that you're flying in on, the speed and Mhm all this stuff and landing is a little bit more difficult. Um, going to a space station for one, the entrance isn't that easy to see. And gotcha. And you actually have to request docking at a space station. 
Um, if they don't give you permission or, like, if you're in it and you go to, like, land at, like, the wrong dock or, you know, you do something wrong in there, like, it'll actually turn hostile and people will try to kill you. Jeez. Yeah. But No Man's Sky, one, simplified the controls and simplified a lot of things. Um, it took everything that was just... I don't want to say wrong, but just hard with Elite Dangerous and just totally simplified it and made it awesome. And then added this mining element to it, you know, where, like, for example, you start off on a planet, your ship's broken down, uh, you go around and actually gather the materials that you need to craft the replacement parts for your ship. That's awesome. Yeah, and... I love it because, you know, now you, like, mine different elements to trade. Um, all of your things, obviously, can run out of fuel, and you can use the elements that you gather to, you know, to refill them or craft upgrades, and it's it's a blast. It's it's a great game. I've been enjoying a lot of it. Yeah. How, how, how much can you interact with other players in the game at this point? Zero. Um, oh, wow. You just play it by yourself. Yeah. Um, and that actually has been a huge um, actually issue and a bit of a controversy with Hello Games because mm-hmm. originally they were saying that there was going to be some multiplayer and that you could, you know, that you could, you know, explore the galaxy with your friends and this and that. Um, but then they started saying things like instead of just saying, no, there's not going to be any multiplayer. Uh, mm-hmm. They started creatively wording things and saying things like, well, you could, but, you know, because it, everything is procedurally generated and, you know, stuff and because of the scope and everything of the game, um, although it's possible, it's highly unlikely that you'll ever run into anybody just due to the size of the game, blah, blah, blah. Gotcha. Well, very early on, a couple guys actually um, were able to find the same system and actually met up at the ex- like at like the exact same spot. Oh wow! They weren't able to see each other. Huh. Jeez. Yeah. So there. So was... they got caught with their pants down, basically. Oh yeah. <laughs> Jeez. Yeah. Goodbye, games. <laughs> yep. But, I mean, I, I still like it as a single-player experience, though. Yeah. I can see that. I, and I've heard there there's a lot of good stuff with, you know, the, the planets are gorgeous. The creatures are gorgeous. Mm-hmm. Um, different weather types are fantastic. Um, the only I think the only complaints I've really heard have been, like, uh, if only it could be slightly more realistic. Like, if it were colder at the poles of the planets. Or if you could see... Um, sort of Darwinian evolution um, in the in the creatures. So, like a, a lot of the creatures, I guess, on different planets um, or like on the same planet, will they look completely different from each other? So that there's no possibility at all of like a uh, uh, or a very highly unlikely probability of um, any type of shared ancestor or anything like that. Yeah. Um, well, which you could you could argue with like you know star seeding things and but yeah but as far as like the like you were mentioning like with the evolution of the 
you know, different species and animals and everything. I mean, the game pretty much runs in real time, you know, in a sense of like, if I'm on a map and I, you know, like look toward like an objective I'm going to, or if I had been exploring, I'm looking at the, like the beacon to get back to my ship. Mm -hmm. If it tells me, if it tells me that the ship is 10 minutes away, it's literally 10 minutes away. You know, gotcha. Like it is literally going to take, you know, 10 not just 10, 10 in game minutes, but 10 actual yeah. minutes. Yeah. Just, you wow. know, just actually get back to that. Um, so, you know, I mean, as far as the timeline in which the game works, you're, I don't think you're going to see like evolutions of, you know, different creatures and things like that. Now, yeah, as far as, like, different, like, biomes, if you will, and things like that, like, temperatures, like, you know, being, like, colder by the poles of the planets and things like that, that, mm -hmm. would, that, that would be cool. Right. Um, because the weather and things like that, I mean, the climate of the planet does play a role in your exploration. Um, because your suit is designed to like withstand like different elements, you know, with like heat and cold or um, like if like if a surface or like the atmosphere is toxic. Right. Like, your suit is designed to help shield you against that. Um, oh, that's awesome. However, that shielding can run out. And of course, you have to, you know, use the elements that you gather in mind to you know, to replenish it. Right. But yeah. So, I mean, that would be cool because, you know, you already have some consideration, you know, when you play for like the actual climate that you're in. So yeah, being able to add something like that would just intensify that and just make it even more fun, you know? Right. Absolutely. You know, and, and uh, to me, this is another one of those games where it's like Pokemon go, where it came out, I think they, they didn't expect to be as big as they were. They didn't expect people to be people on the internet and be so thorough with their checking of the game mm -hmm. um, so quickly. Um, and now they just basically, now they've got nowhere to go but up. They need, they need to probably add in patches for multiplayer. And they should probably figure out how to, how to change the procedural... Uh, generation of planets to include things like weather systems and yeah and stuff but yeah and I love that once but and speaking of I love that once you discover a planet or discover a species you can actually rename it oh that's awesome yeah so um my starting planet and like the system that I started off in my starting planet I called Bob <laughs> that's yes. tremendous I I originated on the planet Bob. <clears throat> which was actually a reference to the movie Titan AE. All right. I don't think I've seen that movie, but I've really wanted to for a long time. I, I like it. Like the movie, like didn't do so well in theaters. We, I kind of talked about it on the last geek dig with uh, my buddy Dustin, but I mean, the movie, for example, like bombed at the box office and was actually responsible for closing down Fox's animation studio. Oh, wow. 
Yeah, because the movie had an estimated budget between seventy-five and ninety million, and it only made thirty-five million in theaters. Jeez. But there are people out there like me who absolutely love this movie. Yeah, you know, maybe I did see it. I honestly don't remember. Hmm. You might have. I don't know. Yeah. Well, I mean, it was in two thousand, so I would have been. I would have been ten. Yeah. So. But still, sixteen years. You could probably came across it at some point. Right. That's what I mean. So I yeah, remember. I really fun. wanted to see it. That's the main thing that I remember about it. And it had the same kick-ass animation as like Atlantis: The Lost Empire and yep. uh, something else. I can't remember. Yeah. But, and the cool thing. Oh, with Treasure that Planet. Too, yes. Was um. It was a blend with uh, hand-drawn animation and CGI. Right. Which, and it's funny because there are points where you're looking at it and you're like, wait, did they hand-draw this or is this the CGI? Like, the two just blended in so well together. Right. Yeah, that's, ah, I love that. Yeah, it was, it was amazing. But that was actually pretty much... That was pretty much my week. Fantastic. Oh, shit. Oh. <clears throat> See, I, I wish I could get more involved. No, no, I'm sitting here listening because, like, I wish I wish I could get more involved in the games you guys play. I mean, like... Oh, you I mean, can. Like, I mean, I, I know I'm capable of doing it. It's just, like... like the way you guys describe like the games that you play, like you make them sound like awesome and fun, and I, when I just look at it without hearing anyone talk about it, it just looks like well, this just looks like another bullshit run around shoot 'em up game. Fuck it. Um, <clears throat> but no, I'm gonna get more involved in video games, so like that. And I actually decided that back when uh, you were doing your hundredth episode and uh, was asking me about the uh, Jeopardy questions you're gonna ask and. When I realized that I knew I couldn't answer not one question that you had or even came close to it, I realized mm-hmm. I need to step up my uh, video game uh, uh, life. So, well, from I'm a few of the people that. that took a look at those at those questions, apparently a lot of people couldn't answer them. <laughs> <laughs> well, see, I mean, like, and but but even like the way they dis- I mean, even the way that people said it, like, like they came close. They had an idea. I had no fun clue. I would have said pong. For everything, hoping to be right once. Mew. <laughs> so right, Travis. Um, it's Mew. It's always Mew. <laughs> any any question, any Pokemon answer, Mew. <laughs> um. Well, uh, like I said, uh, we are doing another uh, movie Mix alternating. Up. Yeah. Still haven't come up with the name of it yet. We'll come up with okay. it. But uh, this is now the time where uh, the winner of Last time, uh, we'll be taking the floor and becoming the host of uh, this segment. So, Colin, because you won last time, you uh, have the floor. Hey, everybody. That's awkward, Colin. Uh, yes, I won the last movie mix-up, mash-up thing that we did uh, with Disney movies and creating our own real-life versions of them. And with a twist to them, <laughs> uh, we have decided to do this again. And I think we're going to start doing it 
as a every-so-often type of show because it seems to turn out to be a lot of fun and just to hear the different versions of movies it'll be uh, a great thing to do um today instead of doing uh what we did last time with disney movies <laughs> uh we have decided to change it up and with this time, we're going to be doing uh, taking three movies. I have given each player a different movie to do, and they have to make it into a Tim Burton film um, using, and they have to include having Johnny Depp and Tim Burton's wife. Which I know I'm going to pronounce wrong, but uh, Helen Bonham Carter or something like that. Yeah, Helena Helena Bonham Carter. Yeah, something like that. Um, so beginning, I'll name off uh, who has which movie, and we'll take it from there. Uh, Travis will be doing Bruce Almighty. Joey will be doing I Love You, Man. And Clint will be doing Overboard. Um, so, uh, is all of our contestants ready? As ready as you'll ever be. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Travis, am, you don't sound too sure there. <laughs> I am so completely ready to go last. Okay. Well, we'll have you go last. Clint, how about you? I can go. Okay. Um, that sounds like Clint wants to start us off with uh, Overboard. So, um. Alrighty. Yeah, I'm actually, uh, just real quick, I'm actually really excited about this one because I've never seen Overboard. So whatever he described, I'm going to assume this is the real deal. <laughs> so. Oh, it's... You, you, well, you'll, maybe... you'll enjoy what I'm bringing forward, but it, it, it is not like the original version. All I know is if, if it's anything like the last time we did this, I'm assuming somebody's going to be skull fucked. So, <laughs> oh, right, oh I, this movie. Yeah. I know this movie. Yeah, I've seen it. Uh, yeah, the skull fucking. The skull fuck trilogy. Uh, right. <laughs> it's like the Cornetto trilogy, right? Sure. <laughs> act, act, um, actually, I hate to disappoint everybody, but there was no skull fucking in this movie. Oh. Uh, well, because. No, because you know we're trying to make it a Tim Burton movie, and what? Oh, totally fine. And, and what Tim Burton movie has ever portrayed skull fucking? <laughs> However, um, what what this movie does portray, um, in kind of a slightly different variation of Tim Burton's uh, gothic visual style, um, I've decided to set this in Alaska uh, during the winter. Where they have the six months of darkness. Nice. Um, you know, to... Well, because it totally plays up that, you know, the, like that darkness that, you know, that is so prevalent in his other movies. Now, granted, it's usually like a bright exterior, dark interior, you know, like you had in movies like Edward Scissorhands, Beetlejuice, something like that. But here, the interiors are going to be more, like, more lively, and the exteriors just, you know, going to be dark and bleak. 
And since a lot of his movies take place like in the winter or like late fall or like in the winter, um, this is set right after Christmas, you know, so it's like, you know, just after New Year's and, you know, like January, everything's, you know, dark and bleak. And so anyway, um, the three main uh, characters in this, um, I, I, I didn't cast the kids just because I don't know yeah. who I would cast for the kids. Um, but obviously you have Helena Bonham Carter as Joanna slash Annie. Um, yes. You have, uh, as Grant Staten third. you have Johnny Depp. And then as uh, Dean Prophet, who was the Kurt Russell in the original, uh, Overboard, you actually have being played by Mark Wahlberg. Interesting. Hmm. Nice. Which I was kind of trying to pull for... Because, you see, I know he could do this type of role because of, like, seeing him in uh, The Perfect Storm. So I know he's already got, like, the whole, you know, like, instead of a carpenter, he's a fisherman and he works at a cannery. Um, when his when his wife was killed, he ended up switching from being a fisherman to working at the local cannery because he needed to be home for his kids. Um, you know, and he's kind of having a hard time adjusting and because he was always out so much, um, you know, on the boats and everything, um, you know, there's a sense of estrangement from his kids, um, you know, and they're having a hard enough time adjusting to the death of their mother. Um, but as he's, as he's going home one day, um, he sees, uh, he sees a car going off the road. You know, it's just like fish tailing, going out of control, drives off the road, crashes. He stops because he wants to try to help whoever's inside. Um, turns out, um, you know, she says her, her name is Annie. And, you know, she said she got lost. She was trying to find, her, you know, her way back home. You know, she just got lost off the road. Anyway, uh, he, uh, Dean takes her home. And he's, you know, she's a little banged up and things like that. And he's like, well, you know, look, you can, you know, you can stay here for the night. You know, you know, you know, here we'll get you, you know, cleaned up, bandaged up. Um, you know, you can call any like loved one or, you know, whoever. And she says, you know, she's not married, but it, you know, he's like, well, you know, if you have like insurance that you need to call her, you know, just whoever, you know, here, I'll take care of you. So she agrees. He takes her home, you know, you know, and he's trying, you know, he's trying to deal with the kids. He's got, you know, her, you know, that he's nursing back and, well, the next day, or over the next couple of days, uh, you know, because she's, you know, he, he's helping her, he's nursing her, uh, and one morning, like a few days later, she wakes up, and she's Joanna again, um, because as we find through the course of the movie, she actually has a split personality. So, right. 
you know, so here she, you know, her her main identity is Joanna. Um, but sometimes she goes into extended stints as Annie. Um, and, you know, she, like, as Joanna, she's looking around and she's like, oh, my God, why am I here? You know, you know, what's all this around me? Is this guy hurting me? You know, is he doing something? So she, like, freaks out and leaves and goes home to her husband. Um, you know, and enter Johnny Depp. Okay. And, you know, he, he has a bit of a surprised look on his face when, you know, she comes walking in, but not happy surprise. Um, you know, we, you know, it, because when she comes in and, you know, gives him a hug and she starts explaining everything that was going on, uh, just the look on his face, you actually jump back to a little bit of a flashback um, because Tim Burton also loves a good flashback scene. <laughs> you know, as we've seen from films like uh, Charlie and the Chocolate Factory. Uh, you know that... Um, he, he, you see that... You know, he knew he, he, that she likely wasn't going to be coming back. So, you know, the, everybody's trying to get back on with their lives and everything. And, uh, you know, and then you see another scene where uh, they start arguing Joanna and, and Grant. And he hits her. And this actually not only triggers her going back into, you know, her pers- her split personality as Annie, but we get into another flashback scene um, where, um, you know, he, after, an, after having a previous argument with her, um, he actually uh, loosened and, like, tampered with the brakes on her car. You know, Grant did. Yep, yep. The husband okay. did, um, okay. because and you know that was what ended up prompting her to drive off the road in the first place. You know, yes. she because she couldn't slow down to stop, and that was why he had that random look of surprise when she came home because he didn't expect her to. You know, um, because as you find out, she was the one with all the money and everything, and he just sort of married into it, and you know. He was trying to kill her for, like, the insurance money and, you know, things like that. You know, as you can kind of piece together. Um, yeah. But she, you know, uh, she you know she goes back to Annie and she realizes, okay, I don't know where I am, um, but I know that this guy Dean is going to help me. So, you know, she tracks him back down, you know, because all she knew was that, he was, you know, at the scene, helped her out of the car, got her home, you know. So she was able to track down the cannery that he was at and met back up with him, you know. And he he's like, well, you know, here, you can stay with me as long as you need everything. Well, this time, 
uh, uh, Grant decides, you know, the husband decides he's going to go look for her. Or wait, actually, hold on. I'm jumping ahead. Um, so she actually, while she, you know, while Annie's with Dean, she ends up reverting back to Joanna, um, except he's kind of witnessing what's going on. Um, you know, kind of realizes, you know, what's, you know, what's going on. Um, he, you know, he's like, look, you know, here, we'll get to the bottom of this. And she actually tells him, yeah, I do, um, you know, have this, I've been in, you know, I've been in therapy and, you know, for this and that. So he talks to the, or they, they go to the, you know, to her psychologist and, you know, both of them talk to the psych, the, the doctor tells him, tells Dean, you know, what he can, you know, without breaking confidentiality. You know, but basically lets on, um, you know, through another flashback sequence, you know, because you see, like, her father being, you know, a bit distant and, you know, just a hor like, pretty much a horrible father, <laughs> you know, and eventually just to the point of leaving, you know, and then she's in this, you know, messed up relationship with her husband and she created this personality of Annie to cope with that. You know, that Annie is who she feels safe as, you know? So, mm -hmm. so she's uh, deciding as Joanna, like, I need to, she's like, she's like, look, I know, you know, this guy's my husband, but, you know, the doctor also was able to help trigger with her. Hey, this guy cares about you. He's been helping you out. <laughs> so... She decides she wants to go back to him. Grant's like, her husband's like, no, she's not going to, you know, this whole time he's like, okay, she is not going to be leaving me. She's not going to, you know, do this to me. You know, this is going to be over, but it's going to be over my way. So he starts trying to track mm -hmm. her down, um, find, you know, finds them back at the, like back at the cannery. Um, you know, because she decides she wants to be with him. He's going to try to get her to, you know, try to get her to work there. And well, Grant shows up, um, you know, they, they end up going out to the, out to the docks. There's a huge argument turned, turned fight. And during the fight, Grant accidentally goes in into the water and goes down. Mm. So Grant dies. Oh jeez! I just I just want to say I just want to say real quick I like the part like as soon as you say he goes down and dies a fucking plane flies by. <laughs> <laughs> it's like that shit was time perfect. Yeah. Oh boy. I I didn't even notice it because it's in my microphone. <laughs> That's the, that uh, was so cool. <laughs> that was awesome. Yeah. So, yeah, so basically, you know, you know, he dies and she decides, you know, Joanna slash Annie decides that she's going to stay with him, you know, with, you know, with Dean, you know, so they go home and they're living what you assume is happily ever after, you know, 
and I think this is the, f- I think this may be the first Tim Burton movie with it, like with a post credit scene. But right. the post credit scene takes place, uh, two years later, where, uh, you find that her, uh, split personality has in like intensified and magnified. Okay. Um, to the point where she is now in an institution. Interesting. And that is that is where it ends. So wow. you see them go home, like at, you know, for the whole happily ever after thing. But you know, if if you stay after the credits, then you see that it really wasn't happily ever after. It may have all even just happened in her head. This is true. We don't know. And actually, it's too bad that movie wasn't done by Tim Burton. It was uh, that movie Identity, where the whole movie did take place in the dude's head. Oh, that's a great movie. Oh, that was an awesome movie. John Cusack. Oh, God, yes. Yeah, I own it. Definitely a good one. I love that movie. Yeah, Yeah, so anyway, that was my rendition of Overboard. Very good, very good. Which, which by the way, That's I fantastic. also I also have to throw in there, um, the the soundtrack like most Tim Burton movies was done by Danny Elfman. Okay, nice. Yeah. Um, I dig that. So we have multiple personality. Well, I guess I guess it'd still be considered multiple personality if there's still only two. Yeah, because. Um, well, yeah, I mean, because just in the, you know, in the original Overboard, yeah, she had amnesia. Yeah. You know, so she was able to be manipulated in this other personality, but... Yeah. I felt that... It, I felt that it was a little more Burton-esque if she was just actually sick with something. Yeah. Gotcha. Definitely, I agree. So. Okay, yeah, that's... Uh, I'd, I'd go and watch it. So, um, absolutely. I guess it's time for our second one. Yeah. Um, we'll um have Joe go. I just assume Travis wanted to go last. Yeah. So, um, I did not go into that much detail because <laughs> I am a schmuck is what I am. <laughs> um, but basically it would be, it, it's the movie I have is I love you, man. The, the classic Paul Rudd and Jason Siegel buddy comedy. Um, the, the basic premise of the movie is, uh, Paul Rudd is, is going to marry Rashida Jones and, um, he can't find a best man because he's never had a good guy friend. Um, and so shenanigans ensue. He meets Jason Siegel's character. Um, Siegel's character eventually sort of becomes like the main relationship in, in Paul Rudd's character's life. And uh, it ends up almost ruining the relationship between uh, Rudd's character and Jones's character. And then in the end, everything works out and it's a happy ending. Uh, the change that I'm making okay. is uh, if, I, if I may read this here, uh, Paul Rudd's character would be played by Johnny Depp. Okay. And- uh, Rashida Jones's character would be played by Helena Bonham Carter. Okay. Um, and the movie is exactly the same in every way, except as his wedding approaches, 
Peter Clavin realizes he has no one. Uh, sorry, he. I have the worst handwriting. I should have been a doctor. <laughs> he realizes he has no one to ask as his best man, act as his best man. After a series of mandates, he summons a demon, Sidney Fife, and uh, the pair become instant friends. But as Peter's demon siphons off his life force, Sidney grows stronger, threatening Peter's relationship with his fiance, forcing her to learn sorcery and banish Sidney back to the hell from whence he came, saving her husband. Nice. Um, I, I just want to ask, uh, are you Johnny Depp? Like, is in Chocola? <laughs> yes, actually. I'm glad. That's amazing. Yes, it was Johnny Depp as in Johnny Depp from Chocola. And I was thinking Helena Bonham Carter uh, from when she was playing Bellatrix Ooh. in the Harry Potter films. Okay. Well, But everything else about the movie is the goofy, lighthearted look. I've never seen Chocula. Nor, but, uh, nor have I. <laughs> so, I mean, Joe, have you? I have, actually. Okay. Because I took French in high school. So Got you. Okay. You watch certain things when that happens. Um, for you guys that don't know and haven't seen it, uh, there's a scene where Peter Clavin and Sidney Fife argue about how it's pronounced. The movie is it Chocula or Chocolate? <laughs> and I forgot about that. Scene. And also, if you don't know, Johnny Depp is in that movie, so yeah, he kind of looks like um, oh, I mean, he looks like Johnny Depp, but uh, like a Han Solo Johnny Depp <laughs> is how I think he looks in Chocula. Gotcha. I uh, I take it you are. Complete, Joe? Yeah, I am. Okay. I am. Is that it? It is. It's not a complicated movie. No, it's not. <laughs> not a lot happens. There's no... It's pretty straightforward. Yeah. And, it, and like he said, he's keeping, for the most, he's keeping most of the storyline, so... Which would work. Um. Yeah, I think yeah, it I mean, almost would be... In some ways, it'd be funnier because you have... In, instead of goofy... Uh, goofy, handsome Paul Rudd, you have just, you know, ridiculously suave and gorgeous Johnny Depp interacting with, like, what is it, Andy Samberg? Yeah. Played his younger brother. Uh, mm -hmm. um, I think that would be hilarious because, you know, Depp would, would be being Depp, so he'd be paying, playing a fairly serious, brooding character um, as opposed to Paul Rudd's goofy uh, GCR-esque character. Yeah. Um, so, I don't know. It amuses me in my head. Okay. Okay, that works. And I, I like I like Jason Siegel slowly gaining power and strength. <laughs> <laughs> nice. And then right at the end, like, Helena Bonham Carter has to drive, like, a, the dagger of Abraham through his chest. Oh. Releasing... Mm -hmm. Paul Rudd's life force. Oh, nice. Johnny Depp's life force. Sorry. <laughs> nice, nice. So. Um, I don't know. Hey, it works. Uh, Travis, it seems like you are up, sir. 
Yeah. Okay. So. God. Okay. So I'm doing uh, Bruce Almighty here. And um, <clears throat> uh, pretty much it's going to be the same movie. Uh, just uh, It's just going to be uh, altered throughout to uh, adjust for the movie that I thought would make it better. Uh, to start out with, um, in Bruce Almighty, uh, they it's based off like a, uh, a newsroom or a news uh, studio stage, whatever the fuck it is. Uh, that's not the case with this. Now it's with a company that uh, like makes like cartoons, advertisements, and stuff like that. Okay. Okay. Um, you got the head guy, the Jack Baylor guy, who uh, you know he runs everything. Uh, that's gonna be Jim Carrey. Because Jim Carrey's still going to be part of this movie, but that's going to be him now. Okay. Okay. Then you got uh, Bruce Almighty, who is played by Johnny Depp. Uh, his girlfriend, Grace, who is originally Jennifer Aniston, and this is going to be Helena Carter. Uh, Evan Bas- Baxter, uh, his uh, his nemesis, if you will. That's going to be played by Scott Eastwood. Um, I don't know if you guys know who Scott Eastwood is. Like Clint Eastwood's son. He's Absolutely. A, he's a stud. So, it really uh, is. Yeah. So you got you got like you know you got slightly older you know you know bothered at the world Johnny Depp versus uh, rugged macho Scott Eastwood, and God is played by Sam Elliott. <laughs> Fantastic. Well, of course. Yeah. This uh, it's almost like a dude. Who else could dude. grow that godlike mustache? <laughs> Yeah, I, I thought I thought about going with um uh, like just stick with Morgan Freeman and everything, but um with with the ranch on Netflix, I'm such a Sam Elliott kick. I just love his voice, and he has like that deep like you know, voice. It just you'll you'll see as I'm going with this, but it's it's just it. I think it just worked out perfect. Oh, and I can picture um, it because I also just recently watched uh, the ranch. It's so good, isn't it? Oh, I loved it. So yeah, so, I'm, I can't I, I'm picturing that Sam Elliott as God. <laughs> that's that's, that's awesome. exact. That's exactly what I was going with. So so anyway, so yeah, so it basically is, it's uh, it's out of like a um um a cartoon advertisement company. It's still called Bruce Almighty, but it's called Bruce Almighty: The Final Draw, like instead of the final straw. Right. Yeah. Low. Huh. Yeah. So it's like there. Yeah. Um. So it starts out like normal, like you know. Uh, he's at work, uh, he's bothered, you know, things aren't going the way he wants them to go, uh, he can look out his little cubicle, he sees, uh, Evan Baxter, you know, he's sitting at the watering, uh, circle, you know, with a bunch of people, mostly hot chicks, you know, laughing at everything, you know, and shit, he's talking about, you know, him working out, him doing this, helping out, you know, the needy and all this stuff, here comes Jim Carrey, now, this is like, fucked up, like, like, uh, 13 Jim Carrey, okay? Like, like, totally messed up in the fucking head, Jim Carrey. Okay. Um, just tweaked out his fucking mind. And, you know, he's, he's getting on, you know, Bruce's case about, you know, we need to get this done, we need to get this done, we need to get this done. You know, he works long nights and everything, you know, just, it's just a lapse of time watching him work throughout the night into the morning and shit, and, you know, barely ever getting home. And when he does get home, he's confronted by his girlfriend, Grace, and, you know, Grace wants to be supportive, but she just can't deal with his negativity. He's negative about everything all the time. Mm-hmm. So finally, he gets to the point where he's just fed up. He's just tired and everything. He gets in his car and he goes for a drive. Uh, he's just driving. He's just driving. He doesn't know where he's going until eventually his car breaks down. Uh, he gets frustrated. He gets out. 
you know, as he's walking, it starts to rain, and this is where he finally gets fed up. You know, his life's going to shit, he's stuck in the middle of God knows where, it's raining, he finally starts yelling up at God and everything, like, you know, why it's gotta be me, why is it always me, how come it always has to be me, and all of a sudden the rain just completely stops, and then boom, fucking Sam Elliott's standing right behind him. He's like, you think you could do a better job? And all of a sudden he turns around, and then boom, all of a sudden Sam Hales just hits him in the fucking head. He just falls. <laughs> he just he just falls to the ground. Wakes up. He's in his room. Doesn't know how he got there. Has no idea how. Grace, you know, is oblivious to the fact that he was even gone. Um, You know, he gets up, acts like nothing normal. Keeps going through the shit. You know, going to work. Things still bother. Scott Eastwood's over there, you know. Flexing his arms, showing off his abs and shit. And all of a sudden, just for the hell of it, uh, Bruce, he just doodles. Just draws a little drawing of uh, of Scott Eastwood right next to the water cooler. And all of a sudden, he just draws like a little like spurt of water that leaks out mm-hmm. of the water cooler. And as soon as he draws that, it happens in real life. And he, he, he looks at it like, well, that's kind of, that's, you know, a level of coincidence, but hey, it's whatever and everything. And then he draws a little flip book. He draws the next page of him slipping in the water puddle. So he goes to walk away and he slips in the water puddle. He's like, he's like, what's going on here? You know, it's like, you know, so he's saying, you know, it's just got to be a coincidence. It has to be a coincidence and everything. He goes back to work and everything. Then he hears, you know, Jack Baylor come back around, you know, bitching at people, bitching at people and everything. And all of a sudden, he just does another doodle of uh, Jack Baylor jumping up on top of a uh, of a desk, you know, yelling, "I quit!" And he just does it. Now at this point, he gets freaked out. He gets completely freaked out, like you know, what's going on? What's going on? How is this? And all of a sudden, boom! Sam Elliott staying over his cubicle. He's like, "You're controlling the world." And he's like, "What the fuck?" You know, whatever it is. You know, obviously he won't cuss. We'll give it PG-13, but you get one F word in there. I don't think we'll use it there yet. <laughs> Anyways, um, when he does that, everyone, everyone in the entire building is just completely frozen, except for them two, Sam Elliott and Johnny Depp. He's like, what's going on? He's like, you said it, uh, you know, why am I picking on you? Why am I doing this to you? You think that it's so easy him to do everything? I'm deciding I'm just going to let you do this. You know, you have a shot. You control everything you want. You are God. You know, but be careful because with, you know, with this, you know, job, it comes a great responsibility. But he'll say more of a Sam Elliott, you know, better way, yeah. you know, than I would. Um, he just vanishes. Um, Jack Depp kind of looks around. Everyone's getting back together. He's kind of freaked out and everything. Well, that night he goes home and goes to bed. And as he sleeps, also he starts having dreams. But it's like the weird, like, fucked up animated, like, like uh, nightmare before Christmas, like animated, like visions and shit. But it's not like, you know, it's, it's not like anything that makes sense. It's just randomness of like people hoping for things, people wishing things would happen, people praying at like grandparents' like hospital beds, and people, you know, complaining about their cars. And it's just fluttering through his head, and then all of a sudden, like he just wakes up, like, you know, what, what the hell, you know? So he's packing, he's drinking his coffee, he's sitting there with a piece of paper, he just gets bored. He's like, you know, what were these dreams about? And then he's trying to remember the dreams. So he draws a picture of uh, of a woman um, kneeling against a uh, kneeling alongside a bed of a, a man who's sick. Um, and all of a sudden, like, you know, he draws like a smile on the man's face. You know, he draws, you know, the guy who's next to the car that broke down. And it shows, like, exhaust smoke coming out of the car and, like, a guy smiling and stuff like that. And he's just doodling what he was doodling, but in a more positive way. And 
all of a sudden, like, you know, he listens to the news the next morning and everything, and it talks about how, like, um, you know, like, uh, a priest, you know, who was cancerous and dying, miraculously recovered, and a guy um, was talking about how, like, you know, his car just started out of nowhere, and just, every, basically everything that uh, he was drawing came true. Like, in uh, Bruce Almighty, like, when he was just typing out, like, all the wishes, emails, and things, how like, he says yes to everything. So basically, everything Johnny Depp drew, it came to life, and every time somebody had a wish, it came to it came to him in his dreams, and eventually like, he just drew it out. And now, like in the actual movie, and how it is in this movie, is he just started making everyone's possibilities happening. You know, everyone's winning the lottery, and you know, just like how it was, everyone, everything's going great. And um, at this point, he becomes very cocky, becomes very arrogant and everything, and his girlfriend, who wanted to have the confidence, is worried, and now he's too overconfident. Um, and, you know, during this time, Basket, uh, Evan's life is going to shit because, you know, he's getting fat because Johnny Depp drew him fat, and he smells and shits himself, whatever it is. Just, you know, it just makes him look like the bad guy. So... She gets upset with everything he's doing, so then he tries to draw them together, and obviously it doesn't work. He just tries to doodle it real quick while she's there at, his, at the school, and he just tries to doodle it real quick, and it doesn't happen. Uh, he goes on to a freak out and everything, kind of like he does in real one. He just, you know, it's shit's falling apart. He doesn't want to do it anymore. He gets hit by the bus or whatever it is. He's in the hospital and everything. Mm-hmm. And all it is just these images in his head again, going back to the nightmare uh, before Christmas animations where he's talking to Sam Elliott and you can see like the weird like you know cartoony mustache which probably be like the best thing in this entire fucking movie um tell me he doesn't want to do it anymore he doesn't want to do it anymore and he's like you don't have to worry about doing it anymore and he's like what do you mean and all of a sudden I just face to white and the movie ends oh nice awesome yeah <laughs> nice I have I noticed that there were some parts that were similar to the movie like the the thoughts yeah, like I want I wanted to keep it like consistent, but I wanted to alter it in a way where it wasn't exactly the same, but keep the same like plotline or thing. And obviously, in the real one, uh, he doesn't die at the end, but in mine, he does die. Yeah, he will fade off. But like it's like a it's like a fade off where like he's like stuck in like the uh, nightmare uh, before Christmas themed like animation. He's just kind of stuck in there, and he's actually at peace because things are a little bit better there. But he is dead at the end. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, definitely sounds like a good movie. <laughs> but, uh, that seems like we have completed our top three shows. Or, <laughs> our three shows for this, uh, episode. Movies, not shows. Um, I know we will have a vote on Twitter again. Yep. Um, I have my thoughts on the shows, uh, <laughs> which I, you guys all did a great job. Um, some people, it would have been a lot, a little better, get a little more description, but <laughs> it's it's all right. Yeah, Travis. <laughs> yeah, it's, my bad. Just kidding. <laughs> it's all right. <laughs> I know who we're talking about. So, um, but like I said again, we'll get uh, these shows back on Twitter. Um, we have the multiple personality overboard that Clint did. We have 
the demonic, right? Correct. Demonic yep. Uh, yep. summoning for "I Love You, Man," and then we have uh, Sam Elliott as God, <laughs> um, and Travis's Bruce Almighty. Um, all of them are very good. I would want to watch every single one of them. Uh, but at this time, I will turn the show back over to Travis. Oh, well, thanks, man. Uh, yeah, so uh, whenever we do get this uh, uh, show launched, we will put out a poll, and we'll give you guys, um, you know, four or five days, you know, to put your vote in and everything, so it's only, really, like, better. Um, and uh, we'll just have to go from there. Uh I'm excited to see how the poll goes, and who knows, we'll definitely uh, set up to do this again. Uh, as long as the feedback keeps coming through, do you guys enjoy these episodes? We're going to keep on doing them because I have fun. I'm sure everyone else has fun. And as long as we keep doing this, I would love for Clint to come back and keep doing them with us. Oh, I definitely oh, yeah. have fun. Oh, yeah, ab- mm-hmm. absolutely. Awesome. Uh, Joey. Yes. What you freaking on this week? Uh, moving. I know we're actually recording this for like a week from now and I'll already have moved by that point, but, uh, like Thursday, I got like four days left in this place that I'm currently living. And then like three days after that, I'll be in Connecticut. So, so what prompted the move to Connecticut? Uh, I have actually, I have an internship out there. Um, I'm going to be the, the, intern at a church out in Washington Depot, Connecticut. So should be good. I'm really looking forward to it. It's just, you know, it's like an 800 mile move across the country. Oh, very cool. Yeah. It's a big, uh, big move. Yeah. So. so I'm kind of glad that it's only going to be nine months. Yeah. And your wife is moving with you. So, Right, so that'll be good. Yeah. Okay, so are you guys coming back to Chicago after, or? Yeah, I actually still will have another year of school left, and then also she's planning to start school again when we get back. So. Okay. Yeah, can't get rid of us that easy. Yeah. We'll be around for a couple of years. Well, I wasn't Joy, trying. In fact, uh... I was trying to find a way to keep you here. <laughs> oh, I don't know. Joey's uh, Joey's plans. He's going to come back, move to Piatown. Uh, his lovely wife will be a uh, school teacher in our small town while he not only preaches at a local church, but also be a line cook for Fire Pit Bar and Grill. Yep. <laughs> That's the dream. Yeah. Is it now? <laughs> it is now. I saw their kitchen. I love their kitchen. It's fantastic. <laughs> yeah. And by the way, ladies and gentlemen, uh, if you haven't heard, uh, every Monday and Wednesday at Fire Pit Bar and Grill, you go there and get a burger and beer for just six ninety nine. Or if you're more of a morning person and you like going out and getting some breakfast, you go to Fire Pit Bar and Grill on Saturday and Sunday between 6 and 11 and enjoy a delicious breakfast. Recommend it. It is so good. Yeah, you can find them on Facebook at Fire Pit Bar or go to their website, firepitbar.com. They have uh, a lot of uh, bands coming up from, uh, from what we discussed on last week's show. Is They have a lot of bands coming up that are coming to play. They also have a go- uh, golf outing now in September. And information will come uh, with that uh, as we go through, but definitely check them out. Uh Colin. Yes. What are you freaking on this week? Um, I start school tomorrow. Technically, you started school two weeks ago. I started on the 22nd, I should say. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Or started on the 22nd. 
Um, I'm going to be taking JavaScript. So that's awesome. Yeah. Well, let's hopefully it's not insane, but I don't think it will be. Plus, I have plenty of people that I know that can help me with any of my stuff that I need. So nice. That's what I'm excited about. I just wish the teacher would uh post the shit that I need to do because right? he hasn't yet, and it starts tomorrow. <laughs> That's the worst. But I, and I think it's the teacher I had before, and he's usually, uh, from what I was told, is very slow on getting things done. So silly, I say. Yeah. But Clint, what are you freaking out this week? Well, actually, I'm getting really excited for an upcoming movie because um, I was able to get tickets for a premiere for it. What movie oh. is that? Um, the new Rob Zombie movie, Thirty One. Oh, that looked good. Yeah, and I'm and I'm not a hundred percent sure yet, but I may be going to a premiere the night before for Yoga Hosers. <laughs> awesome. I'll have to let you guys know about that one, but the uh, one for Thirty One is a sure thing. Um, the the premiere I'm going to is on September first, which the movie doesn't actually fully release until the sixteenth. Oh wow! Mm-hmm. So it's awesome. I get to see it like two weeks early. I'm very excited. Yeah, you'll definitely have to tell us about that. Oh, I will. I mean, because as far as I know, there's not going to be like any non-disclosure agreements or anything like that. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. And I guess at, um, after this uh, screening, there. You know, because it's going to be at like a number of select theaters through the country and stuff. Um, but then they're going to broadcast, I guess, a, like a Q&A type session with Rob Zombie after the movie. Nice. So I'm I'm really excited about that. Um, you know, also, um, I had been trying to figure out why since I got my PS4, I couldn't use this uh, splitter, like this HDMI splitter that I had. Mm-hmm. And I was I finally found the right information this week and figured out the splitter I was using basically draws its power from the devices that it's, you know, connected to. And okay. apparently mm-hmm. the PlayStation has issues with or like a lot of these have issues with the PlayStation, you know, because it doesn't have enough power to to run it so it wouldn't work on it and it would work fine on my xbox and you know i even tried like a different hdmi cable and everything so i shopped around and i ended up getting a new um hdmi splitter um but this one had its own power supply okay which i got to hook up um was it actually friday friday night after work and it works beautifully. That's awesome. Yeah, so That's I was awesome. excited because if I had wanted to switch between the Xbox and the PlayStation, I just had to unplug the HDMI cable from the Xbox, plug it into the PlayStation. But, you know, then I had to, you know, move the network cable to and everything. And it was just a pain in the butt. But now yeah. that I now that I got that resolved, I was also able to get the uh, PS4 connected to the Wi-Fi. So... That's always good. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so now I don't have to mess with any connections. I can just f- switch the thing back and forth. Yeah. 
Nice. Which I don't even have to get up for because apparently it'll like automatically, you know, turn to the channel to whichever device is turning on. Yeah. Um, but if I ever do have that trouble, it actually has a little remote. Nice. So I was like, yay. Because <laughs> what man doesn't love a good remote control? Right. Right. <laughs> so so that that's it. I, I, I have a new remote control. Um, my tech finally works. Which I actually figured out the issues that I was having before with my mic from like that from like the first time we recorded. <laughs> um, it was actually the mic cable. So I ended up getting a new cable and now that works too. So I guess I'm kind of geeking out about that now that we'll, we'll, we'll just encompass all of that and just say that I'm geeking out because my tech works. <laughs> Okay. Okay. So you know nice. that, and then this movie that hasn't happened yet, but I'm excited for it because I traditionally like Rob Zombie movies. Um, currently, with the exception of Halloween Two. Okay. Nice. Uh, Travis, how about you? What are you freaking out this week? Uh well, the World County Fair is coming in town. That's right. So I'm going to be drinking in the beer tent. So that's going to be a lot of fun. Um, but also, uh, I'm also really excited that I found this uh, YouTube channel. Um, I forgot what it's called. It's like, it's like how it should have ended or how it would have ended. Uh, basically, take movies and give like animated alternate endings Yes. to it. I'm trying to find it real quick because how it should have ended. Um. <clears throat> It should, I, just, I, just, I don't know how I found it. I don't know what I was looking for when it came up. But like it showed um, how uh, I found the uh, how Captain America Civil War should have ended. And it was the funniest fucking thing that I've seen in a long time. So I started watching you know, how Finding Nemo should have ended. Uh, Indian Jones and the Kingdom of Crystals. Like just all of them. Uh, X-Men Apocalypse, Batman vs. Superman, Aquaman uh, versus Superman, uh, Hero Swap. It's just, it's a funny, uh, channel on YouTube, and I definitely recommend checking it out. Okay. Definitely so, will. So. Yeah, so just, you know, just, you know, that stuff, uh, <clears throat> nothing new on Netflix lately, so I haven't been doing anything on that, but, yeah, YouTube. YouTube and, uh, the fair, so that's what I'm excited for. Awesome. Okay. Yeah. Hey, Joe. Yes. Uh, every Thursday, our fans, listeners, people in general, can uh, catch Geek Catch Joe here on this freaking show. But where can they find you on Saturdays? On Saturday mornings, 11 a.m. Eastern Time, you can find me over the GeekCast Live podcast at geekcastlivepodcast.com slash podcast. Or if you want the shorter URL, just use gcl.ninja. You can also find us on Facebook, iTunes, SoundCloud, and Twitter by searching GeekCast Live. Nice. Clint, uh, where can everyone find you? Uh, you can find me as part of the Geek Dig podcast over at uh, geekdigpod.com, uh, which is also available on iTunes, Stitcher, uh, Satchel, Player FM, and Google Play. Oh, and you can find me on Twitter at Vengeful Jedi or at Geek Dig Pod. Nice. Colin, you got anything? I ain't got nothing. 
Colin's got nothing. Ladies and gentlemen, you can find uh, this freaking show here on iTunes, Stitcher, now on Google Play, and also Podbean, where we have been from day one. Uh, you can find links to Stitcher and Podbean just by going to our website, thisfreakingshow.com, where we'll also take you uh, to our Facebook, our Twitter, and our Instagram accounts, so you don't have to worry about searching us. Uh, we're on iTunes. You know, you can check us out there, and while you're there, give us a five-star review and tell us how well we're doing. I know we're doing great, but I'd love to hear from someone else other than myself. Um... Yeah, just, um, you know, thank you for uh, taking your time out to listen to us. Clint, thank you for coming on our show again. Joey, good luck in Connecticut. Thank you. Colin, you're down the end of the fucking hall. See you in like two minutes. <laughs> As always, I am Travis. I'm Awkward Kyle. I'm Geekcast Joe. And I'm Clint. Thank you for tuning in to another episode of this freaking show. I'm out. <laughs>